615 presents Off the Record with Tom Lamore and Cami Fox. Off the Record 615. Off the Record. Hey guys, welcome back to 615 Off the Record podcast. I'm Tom Lamore, aka Tom DeLips. I'm joined by my co host, Cami Fox. Cammy here, the co-host of the podcast, and today we have special guest, Joe Mail, joining us. Joe, how are we doing? Hi, guys. I'm good, thanks. How are you doing? All good. 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 She's nervous. She's nervous. <laughs> nervous. <laughs> I can tell there's no need to be nervous. I'm nervous for you. I'm nervous for you. <laughs> well, do you know what you're going to be asking me? Is that why I don't need to be nervous? <laughs> be well prepared. He's, he's oh, winding you, he's winding you so, up. So, be nice. So, for everybody that doesn't know, we're going to be doing a little Q&A with Jo uh, and she's going to tell you who she is, where she's from, etc, etc. You know the drill. So Jo, tell our listeners who you are, what company you represent and what your company does. Okay, I'm Jo Mayall and I work for Archant Bride and we organise the big wedding show at Tatton Park. Um, we also manage Cheshire Bride magazine. Um, our parent company is Cheshire Live, so we're basically a publishing and events company. Um, yeah, and that's kind of how I know you guys. Uh, we obviously knew each other before, but we're going yeah. we'll 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 <laughs> we'll to get on to that. We'll get on to that because there is uh, a very little, uh, it's, it's an interesting backstory. It is, it is our, actually, our, yeah. Our, yeah. It is, it's been many years, our relationship. Uh, just to delve into a little bit more about hmm. Archon, you've got Archon Bride, you've got Cheshire Life, and then you do the Tatton Park wedding show, which is mm-hmm. fair to say the biggest show uh, in, in Cheshire. For, for it is, yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's kind of the biggest show in the Northwest, really. It's been going for 18 years now. The Cheshire Bride magazine has been going for 21 years. So it is wow. a really long, well-established wow. um, show in the Northwest. And it's very much, there's obviously lots of wedding shows and fairs around, but it is very much seen as kind of like a little bit more luxury. Um, it's just got that little bit something different as opposed to some of the exhibitions that you can attend. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's got a lot going for it. There's a lot of people that have done the show, show from the word dot really and you guys have been doing it for what six seven years now 20, six years 2015 yeah. was our first show yeah, yeah. so I think we did yeah that's right we've done I five joined. haven't we yeah we've yeah. done five now uh, including this year's until we got into the land of Covid yeah I know to be fair it's actually sport the podcast somewhat because we've got a we wanted to ask people about certain aspects of the industry that they work within for example I wanted to try and understand a little bit about people, how the marketing challenges within the industry, et cetera. And right now we find ourselves like just talking about COVID-19 and the lockdown, et cetera. So we're going to try and like work around it. You can still use these issues that we're presented with right now. But as we move forward through the questions, try and think back to... You know, times prior to the mm. uh, the, the, <laughs> the pre-lockdown life, pre-lockdown life, yeah, yeah. pre-lockdown life, yeah. So, <laughs> tell us a little bit about how you personally, within your role at Archer, but also the brand as a whole, market and promote the work that you that do. We do, yeah. Um, 
obviously, as a kind of like media company, we've got a lot of our own internal resources to promote what we do. I mean, you know, the fact that we've been going for so long, people just know about us in the industry, but you do still yeah. come across new businesses that just hear about us via other people. Um, we obviously try and do um, a broad spectrum of marketing and advertising because it's not just a one direction sort of thing. You know, you've got yeah. to cover all bases when you're trying to promote a brand. So we do do things through our own magazines. We do do through things through our own website. So we have Bride the Wedding Show. We have Bride Magazines. We promote stuff across the live titles like Cheshire Live. So we do it across that. And, um, you know, we use PR companies for the show as well. So they do slightly different things that we're not um, so heavily involved in, like wedding blogs and um, it'll contact like celebrities that might be getting engaged and stuff. And, yeah. you know, PR through those. Um, I think what we're finding as well is social media is taking over a lot of the traditional forms of advertising. So, you know, we've noticed a massive hit in sort of print. People don't particularly want to spend in that so much no. anymore mm, yeah. because social media, they can get a really big coverage. But it's kind of like you have got to come at it from all angles. And, and yeah, that's that's just what we try to yeah. do. That's quite interesting, actually, because I've, um, I've recently been listening to another uh, podcast. I quite enjoy listening to podcasts myself, and one of the ones I've been listening to is about the uh, nightlife industry. Um, and they were interviewing a London promoter and asking them about social media and actually some of the old school ways of uh, promoting an event, like flyering on mm. the streets, and they're still doing that because they still mm. stand by that a, quite a large percentage, actually, is what they, were, they, met, they mentioned on the pod, still comes from person-to-person mm. -person sales, as in, like, flyering, handing out, like, leaflets, speaking to people, calling people, rather than just social media. Because I think one thing that you can slip into quite easily is just hammering Instagram, Facebook. Yeah. And the algorithms that are on there now and constantly changing make it really difficult for people to actually mm. promote the company now without spending quite a lot of money, I yeah. think. I think uh, so people need to see you in all different areas as well. You know, I mean, you guys always have the back page of the magazine yeah. and the amount of people that said to me at the last wedding fair we did, like, oh, how do we get that back page? 615 have been on it for ages because brides are walking around holding the magazine and your advert's on the back of that magazine. Yeah. And girls that get... Yeah, and people do. And it's like people, brides like to read a magazine still. I know like lots of them use Instagram and lots of them use Pinterest, but they do still like to read a magazine. So yeah. it's kind of making sure that you are still covering kind of all aspects of your brand. And it's not taking your foot off the pedal as well. I mean, we see it with companies that work with us for a long time and they're cutting back on the marketing spend because, you know, times are getting tough in some areas and there's a lot of competition, but it's almost like the worst decision you can make because it's like a bit of a self-fulfilling profit if you're not marketing your brand and people mm. aren't continuing to see you, then, you know, they're going to see less and less of you. And there's always somebody else that's kind of waiting to, you know, jump into that marketplace as well. You know, it's I always use the analogy of Coca-Cola don't stop advertising just because they're the biggest and yeah, brand of their yeah, life. Yeah, they yeah. still carry on doing it and they still spend absolutely billions of pounds doing it. And it's just because you feel like you might be well known or you're at the top of your gain is don't reduce your marketing spend because of that. It's just, you know, it's kind of just, it? yeah. yeah, it's just doing different things and, you know, just keeping yourself out there and keeping things fresh and different. And that's, you know, it is a tough marketplace. And yeah, again, without wanting to touch too much on everything that's going on at the moment, but people have seen that and it's like, people are going to have to start doing different things. You guys yeah. are doing great things with all these live streaming things and you know it might be providing free content but what that's doing in terms of your reach and engagement is 
you know, yeah. you become in, you're reaching it, more people and they will know relevant. about your brand. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. Yep. And people have got to do that. You know, giving out free content isn't a bad thing. So yeah, it's just kind of like covering all bases and, you know, just keeping trucking really at it and not pulling spend on stuff. Yeah, it's good, great. I think it's great advice for a lot of businesses that... Um, talking of... Uh, actually, leads on nice to the next question. So looking at challenges within mm. the industry and COVID aside, because obviously that is a huge mm. sort of block in the road, isn't it, really, in terms of a lot of people progressing... Mm. either a new business or even a bigger business. I think bigger businesses are going to get hit hard. But with, without that, what do you see? So to go back to that, it's better to give an example. So go back to last year. What would you describe as the challenges within your industry and so say the wedding industry overall? I think it was becoming quite saturated with, say, like smaller wedding fairs. You know, um, we obviously do one big show and just do two one-day events and people were kind of getting a bit tired of doing constant like Sunday wedding shows and wedding shows and uh, mm. probably going back four, four or five years ago, Archon pulled out of a lot of the one-day fairs that we did because people were, it was just saturated, everybody was doing mm. it and there was always like, you know, some pe- businesses were saying that they felt like they spent the three months every Sunday doing fairs. So there is a lot of competition in that sense, which is yeah. why we pulled back and focused on just doing one big really good show um, Mm. because that fitted with our brand so there's a lot of competition out there and it's just keeping yourself relevant and better than the next or having just a USP that's slightly different you know there's there's guys that do what you guys do but not to the level that you do it or in the way that you do it (laughs) but it's true isn't it people people you know you've got like the lights of matter red floral there's people that do similar things to what he does but they're not him um, no. And they don't do it in the way that he does it. And people can yeah. try and like, kind of copy and imitate what you do, but they're never going to be you. And it's just about, you know, finding your sort of unique selling yeah. points. And it's that, That's it. And staying true to yourself. Is, is yeah, exactly. That sort of thing I, I do find is, you know, where people need to be at. Um, yeah. You know, first never follows, does it? Uh, so exactly. in order to sort of lead you, I've got to... Do you know, different things. Yeah, yeah, innovate and, and try and change the direction Mm. Uh, where your business is going. So, yeah, uh, yeah, I completely agree. Where where do you see the industry going? So you can add be specific to, let's mm. say, weddings, and we'll stick down to the wedding show, or you can do the media. But I think media is quite, you know, it's probably following the same path it was. But where do you see the industry going? I think it's a really tough one at the moment because... Um, Obviously, like events, it's, we're in a paused industry. It's completely just stopped, mm. hasn't it? And we don't yeah. know when that's going to reignite. You know, obviously next year, weddings will start taking place again. But, you know, do we know whether they're going to start p- taking place again this year? Well, yeah. Yeah. who no, knows? No one, really. no one knows, do they? We it's can't be answers at all yet, do we? Nah, it's just a complete unknown at the moment. Um, mm. I've seen a lot of great things, like I said, about you guys doing the live stream. I've even seen um, another company doing their wedding fair that they should have been have virtually and just doing like oh. kind of things like this, you know, like um, mm. in interviews with the suppliers that would have been at the fair and streaming that and yeah. you know maybe that is a little bit the way that we go and is people want to see things from the comfort of their own home when currently we yeah. just can't get out and yeah. I think people will want to get out again and still go to events so. and still go to shows but you know in the interim we just 
sort of having to adapt to, you know, make things still available to people that are planning the weddings and events for next year, because it might be on pause at the moment, but next year everyone's going to be so busy trying to catch up with all the events that couldn't take place this year. So, you know, it it could be a big growth next year for you because this year slowed down so much. It's interesting, actually, that you mentioned that people get used to being in their own homes, to get used to exercising from home, to get used to uh, entertaining themselves from home. But I can't see, personally that that will continue with our line of work because people just won't want to do virtual. We're social creatures, aren't we? Yeah, Yeah, yeah. you you can't stick to virtual everything. Like, imagine just catching up with your friends over a FaceTime or over a Zoom. (laughs) It's... It's not going to last forever, but we've adapted no. for the moment, haven't we? Yeah, Which is yeah, great yeah. that we're still being able to interact with people, even though you can't physically see them and physically yeah. um, be with them. You can still interact with people. So that's been great for adapting. But yeah, by next year, um, hopefully sooner, then you know everybody are, is going to want to get out and you know the sort mm. of like going to like events and like you say festivals and stuff and concerts again. And you know people are really going to want to do that, having spent so much time locked, locked in the in. four yeah. walls yeah. with yeah. the family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, one thing I think it will change in a lot of industries is doing business from home. I think there'll yeah. be a lot of uh, companies that now allow staff yeah. to work from home. Maybe people that have to commute for meetings, even flying abroad or whatever. Yeah. I think they'll probably resort to using uh, platforms similar to, to yeah, Zoom or the Microsoft, Microsoft Teams, Teams and stuff or, like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah the it's Google just... Hangouts, whatever it is, yeah. I've always been a massive advocate for, I work from home anyway, but I've always been a massive advocate for that. Um, you can work from home as so long as you're focused on what you're doing. I actually prefer working from home because I'll get less distracted than in an office. Um, but yeah, people can do, you know, there's no need for like, Ash used to go down to London all the time and it's like, well, there's a ban on travel and you don't need to do it. You can do perfectly yeah. what you need to do over like Zoom and Teams yeah. and stuff. And it, it can save money companies a lot of money by people allowing to do that and having 100%. some flexibility mm-hmm. you know people don't need to be sat at a desk from nine till five to do a really good job you can have some no. flexibility and you know people you actually get more out of people when they you're flexible with them yeah 100 yeah, percent. i agree so moving on how do you deal with being busy stressful times difficult times so during the periods where you're most put under pressure how do you mm. personally deal with those sorts of times um it's easy to kind of just get panicky and I know like December and January are our busiest most stressful months in our particular industry because the magazine goes to print in December and January it's all the show stuff and it's just to-do lists I'm a massive advocate of a big to-do list and just literally like cracking off one by one kind of prioritizing what needs doing and not getting distracted so much with the phone calls and emails that Mm. come in it's like trying to sort of allocate right actually for this next hour or two hours I'm doing this task and then I'll look at my emails and just kind of focus in it and prioritizing it like that because it is busy and stressful and you can get sort of like interruptions and interferences that are just noise and interference that aren't important tasks that you need to do. So it's just yeah. prioritizing and yeah, cracking on. Yeah. And I know something that we have touched on uh, in every episode um, so far is, you know, mental health during uh, stressful tasks. It's a, you know, people a lot more open now about dealing with mental health issues which can be brought on by stress and mm. anxiety and you say there like in your busiest times you know you can get panicky mm. uh, is there anything you do after work or any advice you can give to how you maintain like 
your stress levels, keeping them down, making sure you're not struggling with any... Keeping yourself sane. Yeah. Sane. <laughs> it's very hard. I have a very intense life with a full-time job and three children, so yeah. it is tough. I tell you what I have found, though, since um, obviously being off, is I have had more time to exercise from home, and that has really helped, because prior to that, I wasn't actually doing that much. And just, you know, making myself go out for a walk for like half an hour or so a day has really helped. Um, and we've got some, like, we live in Cheshire, we've got some lovely places around here that you can go for walks, and that's been a massive help um, mm. from the feeling, I suppose, at the moment of being locked down and feeling a bit trapped at home. But it's mm. been real big help. So that's definitely something that I'll uh, continue doing afterwards to, mm. to help with stress. Yeah, brilliant. That's a great bit of advice. So how did, um, how did we all first meet and how did, we, how did you first collaborate with 615? So, are we going back to when I first met you in a personal think, sense? Or yeah, why not? Way back. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Why not? So, yeah, go on. So, tell, I, I, I reckon I've probably known you. I was trying to work this out. Maybe about nine, ten years, something like that. Yeah, yeah, something probably. like that. Yeah. Um, obviously, we're from the same village, but I know Laura, Tom's then girlfriend, now wife, via yeah. um, friends. So we have mutual friends, and Laura and I used to go out when we were having girls' nights out, and you were too busy working on Saturday nights and stuff. <laughs> Standard. <laughs> And so then I met you via Laura. Um, Didn't we not meet through the estate agents first, though? No, that was after that. No, it was after that. Yeah, yeah, I'm positive because I've I've had this house for seven years. So the house I still live in now, Tom actually sold me back when he was a estate agent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So yeah, I've had this house for seven years now, but I've I've definitely known you longer than that. Um, Yeah. yeah, Yeah. So yeah, yeah, used to work for Cowdell Clark. That's um, right. Weirdly enough, and I was like scroll. I was tired of my email box out the other day, and then I found that I'd sent you my CV for a position at Cowdell Clark like years and years ago. Like obviously oh, before yeah. I started working for Archer, and how bizarre yeah. Is that? Yeah, yeah. But then via that, I ended up. Um, I ended up getting the job at Archer and you obviously heard that I was working there and you got just got in touch with me saying, right, what is it you're doing? You know, I'm basically like going to be leaving the estate agency to pursue this yeah. business full time. And we just, that was kind of like September time, wasn't it? And we just sort of put together something that was going to, um, yeah, really kind of launch you into the wedding and events industry. I mean, you guys are doing it anyway, but you had this amazing idea about how yeah. to sort of like package that up for um, bespoke events. And um, yeah. yeah, we got you um, We got you a stand at the show. Yeah. And do you know what? This history. It is. Uh, no, yeah. quite, quite rightly so, because that, for me, was probably the biggest turning point in mm. 6.15 as a company. From going from bar, club gigs, managing a very small amount of artists, mm. to January 2015, leaving our jobs, Mm. Uh, so both Dax and I left. He left the bank, Santander. I left Cowdell Clark. And by the end of January, beginning of February, we had the show. Mm-hmm. We'd spent a lot of time designing how we wanted that show to look. And over the years, that has changed massively. <laughs> I think it's just got it's got bigger and bigger. I love it when I see the pictures that come up, like on my Facebook stories of um, like your first stand. And I remember like Dax there, like stapling all the like yeah. leather, white leather around the bottom of the stage. And, stuff. and I remember it, it so vividly <laughs> and like doing it, going, oh God, it's going to take me ages to do yeah. not like that. Because nobody knew what to expect. I didn't. I just started there as well. Yeah. Um, and we got you a stand sorted, but we didn't really know, you know, how no. it was going to, how it was going to be. But it I was an incredible. Um, an incredible launch. And we, yeah, we ruffled a few feathers, didn't we? 
Massively. It was hilarious. Oh, the first time, so, yeah. yeah. It was, I remember like talking to my um, then sales director at the time and he was like, really like, you know, basically we, we only have like covers bands and we have string quartets and a gospel choir. And I was like, yeah, they're kind of not, not really like that. They're sort of like DJs and live artists. And he was like, well, that's fine so long as the noise levels are behind. I can't remember what the Ooh, gospel level was. Yeah, but whatever it was, you completely ignored it for the entire <laughs> weekend. And I remember having to like, drag, he was dragging me to one side and going mad at me. And I was like, yeah, but look at the crowds and look how much everyone's yeah. enjoying. And of course, there was a couple of exhibitors that were close by that, you know, it was too noisy for them. But overall, I mean, you guys were so like courteous and so, you know, you spoke to the exhibitors that were near you beforehand mm. and you built relationships with them and you explained to them what it was you were going to be doing. But you weren't overpowering. Yes, it's noisy when it goes off. Um, but you were bringing crowds of people yeah. down into a wedding market that had never experienced anything like that before. Um, and, you know, thereafter, people were asking to be have their stands near you. Yeah. It's like, where are 615 going to be this year? We want to be next to them because yeah. they bring the crowds and they bring the atmosphere. And, you know, the first year, yeah, it was a bit like, oh my goodness, what is this? Because it wasn't like anything we'd ever had before in a wedding market, in a marquee. Yeah, know, it, like was, I said, it, it was mega. It was, it was brilliant. Yeah, it was the launch of uh, us within the wedding industry it was, it was mm. great and I think that's played a massive part in building our brand Cam next question any funny stories whilst working with 615 probably not any that I could repeat on air no <laughs> right okay <laughs> right, we, we, won't have any, we won't have any funny stories uh, <laughs> other than okay. the ones that we've laughed at already but what do you think uh, what do you think of 615 and the people behind the brand uh, I mean, you get guys, insight into that. Who you yeah, know. you guys are fantastic. And, um, you know, I think anyone that works with you will say the same. You know, you, you, you're really professional. You were young guys when you came onto mm. the scene in the wedding industry, but you were really professional. You're really courteous. I used you to wear a blazer. You did. You had that full <laughs> shirt and tie. We did. You, we did. You have evolved. You've evolved completely in comparison to that first show. But, but I mean, the standout thing was how well you networked with a, a bunch of wedding suppliers that have been there for a long time at Tatton. You know, they've been doing it year on year for like, you know, some of them since the beginning, like 18 years ago. Yeah. Um, and you were, you networked with them and you got to know them and you developed relationships with these people and you you know you get to like know the clicks in the industry and you know mm. people will recommend you because they like the way you mm. work and you've got you know such a positive energy and you've got yeah like I said just so much energy and you know you're nice guys to work with as well as delivering incredible music and incredible party atmosphere appreciate that yeah, you know me, you. I'm like the last raver standing when you guys oh, are yeah. playing. <laughs> yeah. Apart from when you stop drinking, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the lockdown has kind of turned me to it. Has it? You didn't drink at my wedding, did you? Uh, no, no, I drove at your no. wedding, but I was no. still raving till last man standing no, no, in, no. in the flip flops. You know what? I've got no pictures from your wedding party because I was just raving and dancing all night. No, it was, not so, good. No, it was, it was so good. No, it was so good. Absolutely yeah. brilliant. Yeah, I know. Back, back, back in the day where we could party together. I know. <laughs> <laughs> One day again. Oh, we're finishing yeah. already. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right, so let's move on. We've got the quick fire round now. This is just oh, God. No, this is be open and honest. It's just a bit of fun. This right, Cam- will start us off. Go on. Go on. Right, who's your celebrity doppelganger? Oh my God, um, 
Um, um, um, I'm bleeding, probably like Joe Exotic looking at me black roots and bleached blonde hair <laughs> extensions at the moment. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, and I actually haven't watched the show, it's the Tiger King, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> I, don't, I haven't properly watched it yet. That's an un- un- unpopular opinion. I've never seen it. And I, well, we only watched it. it. Yeah, there was just loads on Facebook about it, so we did watch it, but it's just, it, they're just weird. It was funny to watch because they are a bunch of weirdos. <laughs> Carol Baskin. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, not too dissimilar to her, to be fair as well. <laughs> Carol Baskin. Jesus Christ. <laughs> right. Um, pineapple on pizza, yes or no? No. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> no. Thank you. Good. I'm glad you've answered that. <laughs> oh, brilliant. And also, this one is the year for round or flat. Round, hundred percent. Brilliant. He does this every time to try and say that I'm a flat earther. Oh, are you a flat earther? You love no, conspiracy theory, don't you? I love conspiracy. I'm not a flat earther, though. I'm not a flat earther. <laughs> um, last one, then. What's your favourite film of all time? Oh God, this is dead sad. The Lion King, I love it. <laughs> Lion King? Yeah, The Lion King. I'm Which one, the original or the, the remake? The original one. I like the remake, but the original one has Do you like the remake? Yeah, see, The Lion... I'm not, I'm not sure about the remake. I've not really been able to get into it. Yeah, no, it's a bit more grown-up, isn't it? Whereas, yeah, like, try yeah, it's, it's quite... Um, I don't, I don't know what the word is, but it's quite intense, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, very intense. Yeah, the yeah. Jungle Book the remake of that's a bit like that as well. Yeah, they're a bit dark, aren't they? Whereas, yeah... yeah. Light-hearted yeah. Disney films all the way, me. Frozen no, 2 is a oh, particular favourite at the moment. She's a Disney fan. <laughs> <laughs> right, we're definitely going to leave it there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On that note. Show myself up. <laughs> so that, that, that's a wrap. Many thanks for tuning in and listening to the Off The Record podcast today. A big thank you from Joe, uh, from Archant Bride, um, Tom and myself. Um, all the links... The podcast can be found in this description below and all the social media links. And once again, thanks for tuning in. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Joe. Thanks very much. Good Hope to you've speak enjoyed to you. it. I have, yeah. <laughs> right, well, we'll see. And we will catch up soon, I'm sure. Take care. Speak soon. See you soon, love. Bye bye. See you later. Bye. Thanks once again, everyone, for tuning in and listening to 615 Off the record podcast with myself Tom Lamore aka Tom the Lips and Cami Fox thank you for continuing to download subscribe share and most importantly review the podcast really appreciate it thanks once again and we'll see you all next time bye from me bye 6.15 off the record <laughs>